Hello, it's been a while since uh, last episode of the uh, robotics uh, podcast and um, I was wondering, in fact, during these times, uh, what can be uh, useful to discuss and talk about, truly. Thus, I decided today to, to... Reflect on uh, underwater robotics, which has been uh, a topic I've been recently thinking, mostly. Um, And when it comes to underwater robotics, uh, I've had the opportunity um, a while ago to work in Robotic Fish. It was a robot where... The goal was to have it swim uh, and understand where's the current direction flowing. And for that particular project, uh, I had to design a pressure sensors array able to do that. Um, Imagine two, well, uh, more than two sensors, actually, six sensors and located in in each side of the uh, nose of the robotic fish uh, or each side of uh, the front of of its head one um, shall I say a set of uh, array pressure sensors uh, had to read the data and then translate, send them to a microcontroller and so as the other pair and the microcontroller would compare both the data sent from the pressure sensors to determine whether it's left or right by comparing that data. So it was fairly simple, I would say, um, from the standpoint of the functionality um or operation however the challenge with that was the noisy data um so to compensate that um, back then i was using some filters imagine Kalman filter partially to relax or attenuate those noises and of course get the useful um, signal processed to uh, from the microcontroller to arrive at uh, an end decision which is basically um, how much degrees is the head of, uh, of robot tilting um, and also what's that um, speed related to uh, relative to the current of the, the, the water. Um, and what else did the robot uh, have? I think besides having this array that was able to determine the movement of the head and also the uh, the direction of the the current uh, or pardon the speed of the current flow um 
it had some ah okay it had the motor that would uh, control the fins uh, obviously uh, a fish needs to um, swim itself through the water and to do that you need a good control of uh, fins and it had some several motors to do that um, but that was a part which uh, was taken care already and uh, the understandably the part that I was mostly focused when doing uh, the the work for the pressure sensors and programming in addition to testing in the end was mainly focused on how uh, is the robot's ability to uh, navigate through the, the the water be able to determine its um, uh, head position, it's tilting, but also at the same time uh, know what's the the current flow of the the water, and uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty fun, um, and I think from these um, uh, easy, let's say, principles or. Approaches sometimes you can build complex uh, robotics underwater robotics that um, would be able to navigate the waters uh, that have let's say unconventional um, understanding for for most of us since we've not lived in in water apart from the case when we swim or go for a swim. But oftentimes we don't know much about that environment. Um, maybe divers do certainly a fair bit more know about the waters, but still it's quite uh, limited. The rest of the data of us understanding mainly comes from underwater uh, robots or measurements and, and so on. Uh, hence, it's an unexplored world, and it has a lot of unexplored opportunities as well. I think, and robotics, uh, in my opinion, would would have a, a big advantage in that regard to uh, help us send them in those underwater missions, collect data, um, explore different uh, underwater depths of of unknown say and uh, yeah dis discover much more from the underwater world which uh, we think we know i believe but in fact we do know way less than the uh, the world or the, the the crust of the earth we live in mostly yeah, until then, um, let's uh, let's think about some exciting ideas and, and work in uh, robotics. And uh, I'll uh, I'll keep in mind to to share, of course, other work or uh, projects that uh, I've thought about robotics and and also done. Take care.